And another good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to another Wine Chat with our friend Jack Farrell from that family-run business called Haskell's. We're always getting new listeners, uh, Jack, for sure. And uh, you guys at Haskell's, that family-run business, has been around how long? 86 years. Holy man, 86. Actually, a little before that, because Benny Haskell was bootlegger, and he was supplying people with uh, their spiritual needs uh, all during uh, the Prohibition era. In fact, there's great, great stories about stuff Fritzy and Benny did during Prohibition to supply people with spirits. But at any rate, we've been around on the legit anyway, for 86 years. But at any rate, we've been around on the legit anyway for 86 years. And it is just great. You have to write a book, if you haven't done so already, telling all these stories, uh, put, oh, put everything I, together. You know, there are so many. I don't know where to start because, you know, it's been a fun ride for me. I've been had the business now for over 50 years. And so it, it's and it's exciting every day. The world of wine is a really wonderful world of adventure. And I was thinking about what to talk about today, and I thought, you know, a lot of people are staying home, uh, hunkering down, etc. cetera. Uh, they're doing home cooking, etc. I thought it might be a good thing to talk about pairing wine with different foods and what you want to do to make that experience more fun. You know, it really isn't too hard. to. Most people kind of look at it, and it's an overwhelming thing when they think about, I don't know, what kind of wine should I have with this? It's really pretty easy. If you're going to have light foods, you should have light wines. Heavy foods, heavy wines. I think it's a good rule of thumb to follow the main spice. So in other words, if you're cooking something uh, that has garlic in it, and garlic's going to be the overpowering spice, you want to pair with that. And you always ask how you're going to prepare a dish. Uh, chicken, great uh, meat type, but how it's prepared really depends on how you'd have it. You certainly wouldn't have the same wine with roasted chicken as you would with cream chicken or buffalo chicken wings versus uh, just regular chicken wings. And, and one of the things I always tell people, remember about is remember, champagne, sparkling wines are undervalued. They go with lots and lots of foods, particularly foods that are relatively salty. And they're undervalued. They're never horribly expensive sparkling wines. You can buy a pretty good sparkling wine for $15 or under. And, you know, if you really want to splurge, get real champagne, and that usually costs you uh, over $30, $40 for a good bottle of uh, champagne from the Champagne region. But it, there's a big difference. Even the most naive palate can tell the difference. If I lined up uh, five different sparkling wines, and, you know, I had a Prosecco and a Cava from Spain and a Prosecco from Italy, California sparkling wine, a sparkling wine from South America, another one from Australia, and a bottle of champagne. The most naive palate would pick out the champagne as being the better of all the wines. It, it's just that different than other sparkling wines. So, you know, as I said, if you're going to light food, you want light wines. Heavy foods, you want heavy wines. Similar flavors. A good example of that is if you're cooking something that has a citrus flavor, 
Try Sauvignon Blanc with it. Sauvignon Blanc has a little citrusy quality to it that a lot of people detect, you know, lemon or grapefruit in the nose, that type of thing. And Sauvignon Blanc does go very well with any kind of citrus. Sweetness comes into play, too. That's why we always recommend at Thanksgiving and with turkey, uh, Chenin Blanc, because it's a softer, sweeter white wine than, say, a Chardonnay, and it goes so well with not only the turkey itself, which is sort of a sweet meat, but all the sweet side dishes you have generally when you're having uh, turkey. And as I said, the preparation is key. And when you're preparing the food, you want to prepare it with the sauce you're cooking it in. In other words, if you're having linguine with a clam sauce or spaghetti bolognese, they're two different dishes. The pasta is the same in probably both of them. Uh, but the sauce with uh, clam sauce as opposed to bolognese sauce are vastly different. So you want to pair it up with the sauce rather than with the pasta, for example. And if you're not having sauce, then you want to pair it with the meat that you're having. Uh, for example, barbecued ribs. You know, Our old friends at a Gary Bay in Argentina make a Malbec that was made in heaven to go with barbecued rib. And, you know, barbecue ribs generally, if you have barbecue sauce on them, that sauce is hot and sweet. And for some reason, Malbec seems to just cut through that just beautifully. And, for example, if you're having chili on these cold nights, chili sounds so good. But chili is a very difficult dish to pair wine with. A lot of people think the best thing to have with chili is beer, and I probably wouldn't disagree with that. But there are some good wines you can have with chili. A good Zinfandel from California would be perfect. We have some friends out there that make a Zinfandel called Terraces that is just completely outstanding, in my opinion, one of the best Zinfandels made. And we have venison chili often because one of my sons is an avid hunter and his venison chili is absolutely delicious well that Terrace's Zinfandel goes perfectly with that venison chili as does our friends from Argentina the Rothschild family who make that at Gary Bay they not only make Rothschild in Bordeaux they make this Malbec in Argentina that is really very very good and it goes perfectly, in my opinion, with that venison chili. And chili is one of those things where you could even put a soft Cabernet. For example, mud pie Cabernet would go very, very well with uh, venison chili or, or just your regular beef chili. You want to pair the wine with the food, not vice versa. Uh, most people think, well, I've got a good bottle of wine. Well, fine. But... Uh, Pick the food first, then pick the wine. That's the best thing, in my opinion. For example, uh, if you're lucky enough to have some foie gras, sauterne goes perfectly with it. Hard to imagine that sweet, delectable wine that comes from Bordeaux uh, goes so well with foie gras, but it does, uh, just like Chablis and oysters. Uh, Chablis is a, a Chardonnay from an area in France called Chablis, and uh, it has uh, soil content a little bit like champagne, very chalky, etc. And it makes a crisp white wine that is just cries for oysters. Uh, another one, lobster, for example. I just absolutely love white Bordeaux with lobster. There's one from Grave 
that's called Gravi Lacoste. It is just a perfect uh, wine to have with that. And Gravi Lacoste is Semillon and Sauvignon Blanc blended together. In fact, virtually all Bordeaux are that combination of Semillon and Sauvignon Blanc. And it depends on where it comes from, how much Sauvignon Blanc and how much Semillon they use. That percentage varies up and down like crazy. Another good area from Bordeaux to look for where the uh, white wines go very well with any kind of seafood is the one called Entre du Mer that literally translates between the two seas. Well, it isn't between two seas, it's between two rivers. And the, the Entre du Mers are just absolutely wonderful to have uh, with any kind of of seafood at all. If you're going to, say, have a shrimp course of some sort or, or a shrimp entree, even pasta with pesto and shrimp, oh, and you have a, a good entree de mer with that, oh, you just know it. the marriage is perfect. And, you know, Sauvignon Blanc is a really wonderful food type. Uh, the New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs, like Silver Beach, are just wonderful. You know, the folks in New Zealand have sort of perfected Sauvignon Blanc, in my opinion. Not quite as good as Sancerre, you hear me say that all the time, but Sauvignon Blanc uh, from New Zealand is really terrific. And, you know, they're relatively new in the last 40 years in New Zealand in producing table wine. Prior to that, they mainly made fortified wines in New Zealand, but they have really come a long way. And, are the, of course, were the first ones to uh, use the Stelvin top, which is a screw cap closure, and they made that acceptable all over the world. And they did that pretty much on their own. There were places, and, and there are now that do screw caps all over the world. But uh, 40 years ago, it was a relatively new thing and very controversial. And the New Zealand Kiwis kind of stuck with it. And boy, what a remarkable job they have done in promoting those screw tick caps. They do it now on Pinot Noir. And and incidentally, that's a wine to keep your eye out on. New Zealand Pinot Noir it gets better and better and better all the time. I remember the last time I was there, I tried a couple that I thought were pretty good, but they hadn't made their way out of the country yet. Now they're starting to ship those wines. And Pinot Noir from New Zealand is reasonable, it's tasty, and you want to try it. It's different. Uh, you know, like I said, Chablis and oysters, that's one of those things that just go absolutely perfect uh, together. Uh, we mentioned champagne. Try champagne with a potato chip. You'll see what I mean. It goes so well with uh, anything salty. Uh, Galtner Veltner was a white wine from Austria that often is just perfect to have with Thai food. Its high acidity is a nice balance. Um, and as, as I said, the Sauvignon Blanc with scallops and shrimp is really good. Spicy Thai food, uh, incidentally, you want a spicy wine that's real dry. You try Albarino from Spain. It has spicy, herbaceous taste uh, that you'll like. Or from Italy, Vermentino. Uh, all kind of interesting. You know, uh, Pinot Grigio is another wine that is really good with light food. For example, Pinot Grigio wouldn't be... Uh, too bad to have with some sautéed perch, uh, or even try it with walleye. And my favorite, of course, with walleye is muscadet, which is a white wine from the Loire Valley in France, and it just goes perfectly. I always have it at fishing opener. Uh, these muscadet sur lis—that means it's bottled on its lees, 
are really a wonderful white wine that you really want to try. But remember, and Chardonnay has a place too, you know. Chardonnay goes very, very well with any rich, creamy sauce, uh, butter and cream. Chardonnay just cuts through that so very, very nice. Gewürztraminer is another wine uh, varietal, actually, the grape varietal. It's most popular in Alsace, but you can get it in other places to do it uh, besides that. And it goes very well with any kind of spicy German, Thai cuisine, Chinese, Indian. And let's not forget, uh, try those with, say, smoked fish are really kind of good. Uh, I think you get the idea. Trying these different wines with different foods are really wonderful. It's an educational thing. You learn about the wine and the varietal, like Pinot Noir has earthy flavors. And I had an experience many years ago. I was in Oregon, and they had a big Pinot Noir festival, and they cooked plank salmon. That is salmon cooked over cedar. And what a delicious salmon it was. And, of course, it went perfectly with Oregon Pinot Noir. For that matter, Pinot Noir from anywhere with salmon is absolutely terrific. But anyway, I think you see what I'm talking about. There's a whole world out there. You need to get a corkscrew, pull the corks, try tasting them, ask your wine merchant which food or which wine you're going to have, how you're going to prepare the food, what you're going to do, and they'll put you in touch with a wine that'll marry pretty well with almost anything. We've been doing this a long time, and over 86 years we've gotten pretty good at it, so why not stop in the Haskell store and pick up the wine to pair with your dish? Oh, that's so good. It, it, what some great stories today, Jack. And you're right, the folks at Haskell's very knowledgeable, and they'll help you no matter what meal you're planning. Exactly. And you know what? They'll help you find something that will not break the bank. They're very good at that. We scour the world to find wines to bring in at favorable prices. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save favorable Find favorable prices on your favorite wines. Don't forget our sale goes all the way till the 17th of January. And there's a Haskell's near you in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's in downtown Excelsior. In Faribault, right off of 35, our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. 22,000 square feet of a beautiful wine cellar. Haskell's in downtown Minneapolis has free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth. St. Paul, Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com, where you can see our holiday catalog and all the stuff that's still on sale. And don't forget, the folks at Haskell's do deliver, and we observe all of the protocols for COVID. Fantastic. Jack, let's talk again next week. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Thanks so much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Get those lawn and garden questions ready. Julie Weisenhorn from the U of M is going to be with us next hour here on News Talk A3 OWCCO. Temperature reading in the Twin Cities, 13.